everybody. Welcome to Funny Parents. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Pat Shea. And I'm the other, Mary Teresa Archbold. And we are super happy to be back in your ears. Yes, thank you so much for downloading and listening. And uh, and again, thank you so much for subscribing and rating and reviewing. And, uh, and this- sharing out with other parents. Exactly. You know, we got a great note this week from somebody who had shared it with their community and found out that their community was listening. So was, that, Exactly. It was and it was because amazing. we had called out Meridian, Idaho, which we do a second time now. Uh, and so thank you, everyone in Meridian. And uh, thank you so much for the note. While we're doing that, why don't I call out another surprising town on our uh, list of listers, Mare? Uh how about and now I'm seeing like all these big cities and Hamburg, by the way, Germany. That's what that got me. If, Hamburg, Germany. Hey, hey, that is Side awesome. Note, Pat was born in Germany. I was in fact born in Heidelberg. Uh, so you know, anyone if you're listening in Hamburg and you have a friend in Heidelberg who you think might enjoy the podcast, okay, that's a story for another time. <laughs> One way or another, we have a wonderful pair of stories for you this evening involving. Involving vomit and foreskins. Yes, this is actually the very first time we have a double-double That's true. Two couples. Two couples. Four storytellers. A little bit later on, we're going to be hearing from our friends Sarah Lowe and Matt Donnelly. Who are fantastic friends of ours who we knew uh, here in New York. And... Mm -hmm. Sarah is a phenomenal dancer, dance captain for Jersey Boys, was a choreographer on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Exactly. And, uh, and Matt is, uh, is, was a fellow teacher of mine at the People's Improv Theater and is now uh, in, Las, in Las Vegas uh, writing for uh, Penn & Teller and doing a lot of cool stuff. We'll, we'll talk a little more about their bio in a little bit. Uh, first, though... We're excited to share a story from our old, old friends, uh, Michelle Claire Claremont and Shane Wilson. Whom we know from back in our Chicago days at IO Chicago. Yes. And Shane is a longtime performer, founding performer, actually, of the longest running IO show, I believe, called World News Tonight. Yes. And if you are ever in Chicago and you get the chance to see World News Tonight, that's an opportunity you should not pass up. Um, also, interestingly, we had Kate James last week, and she's an important character on one of my favorite podcasts, Hello from the Magic Tavern. Shane, it, although he's only on for a couple of episodes, plays a vital and pivotal role in Hello from Ma the Magic Tavern as well. And he and his wife, Claire, are going to tell us a hysterical story about a wonderful vacation at Disney that didn't exactly go to plan. were really worried about screens early on. So, I mean, we heard stories of, oh, yeah, you can put your toddler in front of the TV. And we're like, absolutely not. We're not doing that. We're, you know, yes. We're and we were like just very conscientious, like healthy parents in general. Um, but then we did figure out our kid has a weird thing called chronic vomit syndrome. And so it's triggered by chocolate, which chocolate. we weren't very, we were very healthy, you know, parents but well we like our chocolate well, but, but i potty trained trained him with with m&ms and that's how we found out uh-oh chocolate is uh 
the trigger. It could just kind of be like this their sort of gag reflex. It wouldn't make him, you know, throw up. And he would feel fine afterward, but it was just obviously deeply unpleasant. And other things like, you know, car trips could could do that for him. Yeah, but once the, the vomit is triggered, he's vomiting all day. It's like a whole day of vomit. It's really bad. It's worse, oh, wow. it's worse than South Park. It's- so, so we avoided chocolate. <laughs> And so uh, this was, I think he was barely two or he was maybe yeah, just about like to be two. Months. And uh, we went to Disney World. We went to Disney World because Claire's dad had a timeshare and said, I want to do Christmas at Disney World. And it's like, that sounds like that'll be a logistical nightmare. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and we did things like we'd never done before. I had never been to SeaWorld. Yeah. And the, the, the timeshare was very close to SeaWorld. So we did Disney and then we were going to do SeaWorld. And so we had great fun and we saw dolphins and we saw walruses and we didn't see killer whales because we're better than that. And we just had a great time at SeaWorld. <laughs> and then that night we, we put the boy to bed and the special uh, pack, pack and play, play that the hotel provided. Mm-hmm. And we tucked in and then bleh. Bleh. And we're like, did we give him chocolate? I don't. What happened? What, what happened? Yeah, we we're pretty but, sure he touched a seal. But we're 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 <laughs> we, <laughs> the, sure. the theory is that yeah, the the, the he sea life the, seal. the sea life infected him. Uh, but but we're like, okay, that's fine. We call room service. We get a new, new pack, pack and play. play. We clean it up. <laughs> we put him in. Uh, back down. Forty blah. minutes later, blah. Yeah. And this happened a third time. Like we got we got three pack and plays from this 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 right. this Marriott. But then the crying started. Because he was miserable. And, but mm-hmm. our kid doesn't, like I said, he was never a crier, right? He just, he was a really easygoing kid. And usually you could just soothe him and he'd be fine. But this crying was like, like a fire siren for hours. And I finally, I was like, I think there's something seriously wrong with him. So we went to the emergency room. We went room. to the emergency room. Cause I did, I just, just like the, nothing's working. This isn't changing. If anything, it might be getting worse. We went to the hospital because that's, you know, because we're good parents. We found wherever, whatever the hospital was near Orlando. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and they couldn't figure it. They, they did. They took a chest X-ray. Oh my God. They put some sort of inhaler, which frankly just looked like dry ice, but they put something on him that, you know, he inhaled the smoke and it just, he was he miserable. Just still crying the whole time. Hours, hours of this. Just, and the night is passing by. Oh my God. And, after a while, they're just like, well, we'll give you prescriptions for some of this medication, but we think maybe he just has a bug or something and he's just got to get it out of his system. Yeah. So they send us back to the hotel. We're back to the hotel. He's still crying. He's been miserable all night. We feel like the worst parents ever that what have we done to this child? We took him to Disney world and he's, he's in tears for hours. We get back to the hotel. It's probably six in the morning. And Claire says, I'm done. (laughs) Good night. She threw in the towel. She said, I'm done. I'm going to bed. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> and she goes in and closes the door. So it's it's me and Dash, and he's just He's um, still crying. And and oh I'm 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 tired. I'm such a bad mom. I'm and, and I'm shell shocked. And so uh, I, I'm thinking about this as I, as we're telling this story that I think I might have been just a little bit resentful oh, for it's like, but well, you know what? I'm going to turn on the TV. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn on the television <laughs> and you're at Disney world. So of course, what's the first thing that pops up is the Disney channel. And the first thing that came on was the Mickey mouse clubhouse, which is the CGI. Oh yeah. And within three minutes, Dashiell was silent he was staring at the screen. He was enraptured by this digital mouse. And I was coherent enough to recognize, holy crap, this worked. TV worked. TV 
TV calmed <laughs> my uncalmable child. And we, we watched the whole show and there was another one right after it. So you bet we watched that too. And then he calmed down and I think he finally kind of fell asleep, asleep. and took a nap. And I thought, oh my God, TV. <laughs> TV and Mickey Mouse. And so it doesn't get more commercial. And yeah, at that moment, I made a vow. I said, you know what, Mickey, your, your, your ace is in my book. You can do no wrong. I don't, you know, I won't let anyone talk trash about you, Mickey Mouse, because you calmed my child when he most needed it. And when I could not step up, you did, you did your job, Mickey. So that yes. was my embrace of commercialism there. It was like, Welcome, you know what? Come Mi- into Mi- our home. Mi- come on, Mickey. Do you're, the hot dog dance. You're the man. Every, yeah. every yeah. week after that, every day after that, it was the hot dog dance for years. So, and, and it just proves, you know, you'll do anything for your kid. And it's like, well, will you, will you let him watch TV all the time? You know what? I will. I will do that. <laughs> something in that story that we can all sort of relate to right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I think of uh, how we entered into the COVID time mm-hmm. uh, in terms of screen time for the children and yeah. uh, the sort of pacifying aspects of uh, uh, certain video games and, uh, and how we thought about them and how I think about them now, it's a totally different experience. We caved. We yes. straight up caved. Yeah. I'm also realizing. Caved. Oh, go ahead, Mary. We have given over to screen time. Yeah. <laughs> Not, you know, exclusively because we're in New York and my God, we still have three weeks of school. Yeah. But uh, no, we, they do a lot of screen time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they really do. Uh, and that was not the plan. That has never been the plan. And here we are. Um, I, you know I this also, also reminds me of, though, Pat? Uh-huh. The time that uh, the, the beautiful moment when Claire was like, I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> and went to bed. Um, it reminded me of a lovely red eye flight that we took with our family from Denver to New that, York. That was a totally different situation. No. And there <laughs> were three total... seats sitting together and one apart. And I was like, I'll sit with the kids. Yeah. And we went and sat. And then I got seat. boxed in. I got boxed in. And you took a nice little nap as our children did not sleep one wink. I, I really, because the guy next to me, I, okay. I can't even tell you the resentment I sent towards the back of your head. <laughs> that. That was okay. a lot. All right. <laughs> But for our next story, we are so excited to welcome Sarah Lowe and Matt Donnelly. Um, Sarah, we mentioned before, has a, a lot of fun credits as well as she is part of the amazing Apple Sisters, which is uh, Sarah, Kimmy Gatewood, and Rebecca Johnson. And Sarah, this is very exciting for me, uh, is a relation to one of the greatest tap dancers yeah. of all time, yes. Ruby Keeler. Yes. Those which that, is amazing no. to me as well. I'm not I'm not a tap dancer like Mary is, but uh it's amazing to know. Yes. Yeah. And we were talking about all the cool things Matt does. I totally forgot to mention probably uh one of one of the most popular things Matt does is the his podcast, which is called Ice Cream Social, and uh it's an incredibly popular podcast, and uh you can learn more about it. If you don't already know about it, uh, you can learn more about it at hayscoops.com. 
Yeah. Um, and these two wonderful people are going to tell us a harrowing tale. <laughs> right? Harrowing? That's yes. the right word. Yes. Of, of them. About the choices the we make as parents. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. We have two children, and we're and they are uh, both boys. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, uh, I I think I was raised traditionally so where I was uh, circumcised as a child and uh, at birth, and uh, and there was kind of a a kind of new agey feel of like, hey, why do we keep doing this? Maybe you shouldn't circumcise, and it's a very passionate issue on both sides of the, 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 um, the issue. Yeah. If, like when I had said to my mom, mm-hmm. you know, we're thinking, we're thinking of, uh, we're thinking we may, we might not circumcise. It was just like, what, why, you know, just, real <laughs> horror. uh, I'm like, because, you know, it really doesn't need to happen anymore. And I'm not, saying anything against anyone who is, but it just feels like, and I don't know, Mary, maybe you can feel this way too, but like with your firstborn, I just felt like there was like, everything was so precious that the idea of then like taking something away from my baby was, I don't know. I just was like, I was in a very, (laughs) no. And what I found out as well um, in doing my research with everything, you know, you would think this would be um, religious talk in terms of me saying doing my research. No, it's that in California, and I'm not sure where else, the moment that uh, you give birth, they when they take the baby away to clean everything, they do the circumcision right there. So it's done like right away. Uh, but in Canada, oh. Oh, wow. you, um, ha- like, you go back a week later for the circumcision. And the idea of having to go through huh. birth and then go back in for like a, a minor surgery also was not something I was a hundred percent excited about. Yeah. And I know for me, totally. it was a matter sure, of, yeah. Totally get it. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it was a matter of like, I, like it, because people were so crazy about it, we actually just we, I basically called uh, a friend of ours who is a, a pediatric, um, he's actually a pediatric cardiologist, which is crazy. But he mm-hmm. deals with a lot of children, and 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 he deals with actual high stakes issues with children <laughs> and parents. Uh, so I was like, "This is probably low stakes, right?" He's like, "Very low stakes." <laughs> and I said, "Okay," because everyone's talking to me like it's very high. Stakes. <laughs> I said, "Either uh, I'm going to not circumcise my child, and people are going to say he is a freak, and no woman." will want to touch his penis should he be heterosexual and uh, he's going to have a piece that looks different than daddy's and he'll never want to go outdoors. And, uh, you know, uh, and then on the other side, I was uh, <laughs> mutilating my child's genitals, you know, and right. all this other stuff. And so like, I, and he was basically like, uh, you can calm down with all of that. Uh, so. And I did I did what any sensible wife would do. I said, you know what? It's your choice because <laughs> you're the one who's going to have to talk to him when mm. stuff starts happening. So he's not going to come. He's going to come. You need to figure out what you want because then I don't have to make any decisions. <laughs> and I basically was Absolutely. like, yeah, <laughs> I basically was like, okay, well, one is a, 
is an undoable situation and one leaves an option. Right. Um, and so it really came down to something like that simple. It was like, let's just not do it because then if something were to pop up or whatever and it needs to have it done, then, then, so, then so be it. But for now, nothing's popping up. Well, about uh, two and a half years uh, later, turns out <laughs> something, popped, something up. popped up. Or rather didn't, Yeah, actually. Turns out that the, uh, you know, one of the things they tell you to do is after two, after their two is to, they should just be practicing retracting their foreskin, you know, on the regular. And uh, when we started to institute that practice, that became a very oh. difficult hmm. situation. Yeah. And when I first told the doctor about oh. it, said, well, sometimes that happens early, you know, in, in the beginning, it's, it's, it adheres to the penis, uh, just really fun things that I liked. I really enjoyed hearing. Um, it, it, it adheres to the penis. And so it might not be able to retract <laughs> completely. And so, you know, just here, why don't, I'll give you some steroidal cream that, that should help. And, and then, you know, you can, you can get to it. And it became such a process. Oh, wow. It was like, it, the cream, it took forever. It was painful for him. Turns um, out we cared about his foreskin way more oh than God. the average parent. We really put a lot of effort into yeah. like being like, last resort, you know, we're going to give this a real shot. Yeah. And um, <laughs> when we went back oh, wow. to the doctor and expressed all the effort we were putting in uh, to it, she was like, okay, stop. <laughs> I'm sending you to a different doctor. <laughs> And they're going to take a look at it. And it, should, it should not be the amount of effort. What's and it called? A urologist. A urologist, yeah. yeah. A pediatric urologist. Sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and like a true SNL character, as soon as we walked in, she took his pants down and was just like, oh, yeah, this has got to go. <laughs> it was like instant. It was like, no way. This guy needs to be circumcised. And, uh, and so Matt and I, of course, I'm like, because oh, then I'm thinking, what now what have I done? And I look at Matt and Matt just kind of says to her, you know, well, is there an alternative? Like, is there? Yeah. Basically she was so quick to be like done, you know, the, that when we had been so respectful of the process and our regular um, uh, doctor had been so nice about everything when she was just so cold, like done. I was kind of like, is there an alternative thing? Is there like a, are there options? Or is it just, one or the other. And she said... <laughs> really, uh, almost like drippingly sarcastically. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could just make a small incision in it and um, that would be able to show the penis, but it would give him the world's ugliest penis and he'd just be back in here by 13 asking to have it removed. So the choice is yours. Yeah. She offered to give my son the world's ugliest penis, <laughs> which is oh a gift, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for, for a mother who doesn't want her son to have sex at a young age, I guess I could have said yes. Yeah. I was like, right. I'm calling your bluff. I'm calling your bluff. We're taking option B. <laughs> uh, no. So we did, not, we, did not take, we did not take that option. Uh, but then, you know, now we're bringing a three-year-old into a hospital. And, and because of the oh, age no. difference, it is uh, – they have to uh, sedate him if they put him under. Yeah, and right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Of course. And he's our, our. Well, he's you know they're they're of course both my babies, but the 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 firstborn has this like you're just always so afraid of everything that's happening to them, and then the second child you're like, 
oh, well, you know, like, it's not like you don't hear it. So you're like, you know, no, it's going to be okay. Whereas with the first one, you're like, oh my God, everybody's yeah. going to die. Um, and, and so my, well, my other favorite part was we got there and the, when we got there, the insurance was like, oh yeah. So like, I have like, you know, I have, I have like shit. I don't have insurance. Google, I need insurance, insurance Yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and the, the, the cost of removing his foreskin was an obscene amount of money that when they, when they were like your copay today, well, the copay I think was, was it 3000 or 6,000? It was 3000. <laughs> and we, and they were like, would you like to pay that with card? And we were like, Will you accept four separate cards? I, know, I was like, cards up because <laughs> we're about to basically hold up each other by the ankles and shake uh, to get this done. <laughs> and also, my magic word that I've always used for my medical situations all my life, payment plan, um, mm. didn't work in this situation. They're like, no, it's all due. Oh when I had my old right son, now, I, uh, I, w- I had like – Cadillac insurance. I was on insurance from Jersey Boys, and so it was like the sweetest insurance. Mm-hmm. And in the first thirty days of your child's life, they're under your insurance. So if I had done it then, zero dollars. Oh, um, so waiting till he was three, and it was a medical emergency, uh, three thousand copay. Plus, then there was like but, multiple bills on top of it. But, but that's okay. But who listening wouldn't pay three thousand dollars to give your kids foreskin a fighting chance? So. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, he's also like a very sensitive uh, child and, and like not really a big sure. fan of doctor's offices in general. So then, you know, getting him uh-huh. in there. Oh, and then they won't, they don't, what? Oh, no, go They won't let you go back. Like I was thought that I could hold his hand while they sedate him or they put him under and so i was just like i'll be with you the whole time i'll be with you till you fall asleep and then i'll be there when you wake up and um that's not the case they have to you can't be next to them when they put them under so they had to wheel him away from me while yeah um, that was painful before he before they could put him under and they were like really um they were being great. You know, they were like making him, he was really scared and he was kind of like starting to cry, but they were like, look, we're going to do this thing. We're going to do this. And they were making him laugh. And so as he wheeled away, you could see he was kind of like nervous laughing, which did make me feel okay. And then the doors closed. And then of course I'm weeping hysterically. Yeah. The initial nurse was fantastic. The gentleman who put him, who was going to put him under was fantastic. And and our urologist, well, Stern was, was, was in command and, and super, super efficient and fantastic. Did not feel like she was going to leave him with an ugly penis. The nurse we had when he was released <laughs> from his, you know, plastic surgery. Yeah. No, uh, when he was, the nurse he had when he, when he was, came out of surgery was a different nurse. Yeah. And she was a basket case. <laughs> yeah. So she was like, Oh my God. She was like, listen, it's very strange for someone that young to be put under when they come under the, when they come out of it, and they wake up. It's a very slow process. You want to stay very calm. You don't want to stimulate him. You don't want to, you know, whatever. You should be prepared to hold him, you know. Uh, but, you know, just just know that it'll be a long time and he might be upset. But you want to keep things calm as possible. <laughs> Which was, like, already explained to us, like, three times. We're like, right, we got so we're, this. We're also know. here to see our son post-surgery. We're ready. 
Yeah. And just, just, you know, holding yeah. his hand, just stroking his head and just like, you know, just feeling all the feels and the emotions. And then he starts to stir. Well, he starts to stir, but also like we're waiting, right? So now we're just hanging around with his nurse and with our sleeping child waiting for him to, to come to. Mm-hmm. And she is like clanging things and banging <laughs> things and like, she and like kind of. She basically had one of those suits that is to play the cymbals, the drums. <laughs> yeah. And the- she was Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. <laughs> but just hanging out. <laughs> and then like he starts to stir. So Sarah and I look at each other like. We're staying calm. He is stirring. Let us move towards him. And as we like get up from our seats to slowly move towards our child with the serene energy of, you know, the a Buddhist meditation. Meditation. Yeah. She goes, she like catches him stirring over her like shoulder and turns out and goes, Oh, he's waking up. And then she gets right in his face. <laughs> she put, gets in our way. Yeah. She cuts, cuts way. us off to be like, Oh, hey buddy. And like, is like right <laughs> up in his face. And my son sees this strange woman looking at him and just bawls tears, like just starts crying and screaming. And then we get to him and he is like inconsolable. Yeah. And I was like, was this like a test? Was it? Did you? Are we in the the control group of like sedation uh, behavior studies? Yeah. Uh, and he did, he did eventually calm down, but she yeah. really was like up in his face and basically pushed to get to him. And then like, and then was still playing her instruments, I think. Yeah. 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 And she clanged, clanged, clanged <laughs> down the hall. Yeah. Uh, and that was four oh, years ago, four years ago. Yeah. Four, four years ago. He, and then the, the, the greatest part though, was that. He did turn it around pretty quickly. And they were saying, like, you might have to sit for a while because, people, you know, a lot of kids get nauseous after being under sedation. And so, you know, and he was like, well, he was thirsty right away. And so they wanted to give him an ice pop. And so they gave him an ice pop. And they were like, listen, he's probably not going to be able to walk for a little bit. And there's this and that. And he was he had felt like all the numbing agents. He had that popsicle. And then he basically was like, got himself up and started walking around. And the nurse, the different nurse came around. and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like these shouldn't be walking. <laughs> because he was just like, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like, no, you actually need to be in a wheelchair to go out of the hospital. You have to be wheeled out of the hospital. Yeah. And then the doc came back to be like, to actually warn us. It was the opposite of what everything we were thinking, she was like, he's not, he's going to feel fine and think it's okay. Your job is to keep him calm and not to have him like jump on trampoline or go crazy or try to ride anything or do anything. Right. So yeah, he was fine. His recovery was not painful at all. Not painful. And the, my only favorite part of his recovery was like him, you know, he, we couldn't do much because obviously, so it was like sit on the couch and watch TV. We could sit out front for a little bit, but there was no like, no, you know, he's a kid. He wants to ride bikes. He wants to jump around. He wants to run and play. And we can't do any of those things. Uh, and so one of his friends came over and he was like, I'm sorry, Alex, I can't play with you today because of my penis. <laughs> okay. That's, Alex doesn't know, but okay. Uh, bye. That, that was, oh man. And he still uses that excuse to this day. Whenever he doesn't feel like playing. <laughs> Yes. That part's not true. Uh, that part's not true. But uh, no, so now we uh, we have a son. One is snipped. The other is not snipped. They bathe together. They change in front of each other. They uh, see dad. And 
nothing's come up yet. Nothing's been, there's been no awkward conversations. Oh, no. There was one time where my older son said, uh, like my younger son was, was washing and, and I was like, don't forget to retract. And then my older son said, um, yeah, but he's going to have surgery soon too. Right. I mean, when he turns three, he has to have surgery. And I was like, Oh, no, no, that's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> It was just you are special. You're so special. <laughs> <laughs> you got that special surgery just for you. Um, and the things that I was like the most scared about them, like being like, oh my God, I'm so different or baiting together or any of that. It's it's not even a thing, which is great. Yeah, not at all. I mean, so mm-hmm. far. And maybe they, maybe I should stop them from baiting together at this point, but that's just easier, you guys. Yeah, and this point we're just, Saving water. Totally. Yeah. 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 That that too. And it and it's good for the environment. Yes. Yeah. I mean the time to stop bathing is often is often begins with one awkward experience that has nothing to do with circumcision in many households. (laughs) So we'll figure it out eventually. I'm realizing it's kind of like the screen time thing. You have a plan. You have a mm-hmm. thought and you have an attention. This is how I want to raise my kids. And circumstances are just never going to be exactly what you expected them to be. You know, it's like the famous saying, make a plan and watch God laugh. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I have a friend who just like put up on Facebook, like, I just finished my last childbirth class. I'm ready. <laughs> All set. I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. Good luck. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sure it goes to plan for some people. Some people, I, it goes straight to plan. One day we're going to have someone on and that's going to be their story. Everything has been completely as expected. And my child gets their degree tomorrow. Um, <laughs> listen, everyone, thank you so much for listening to these awesome stories and uh, for sharing them with your friends and uh, the ratings and reviews. And please come on by our Facebook page and let us know how how lock-in is uh, affecting your kid's screen time. And be honest. <laughs> we straight up told you like our kids will have a phenomenal amount of screen time. There is no shame to be had. If you got to put up there and be like seven and a half hours a day, Rock on. Come on over to Facebook.com slash funny parents and be like, yes, my kid straight up is on Minecraft six hours and then watches oh. another hour and a half of just regular TV. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh listen, uh stay healthy, stay safe, and uh we will uh have another episode in a couple of weeks. Bye.